Think about the time before Airbnb existed. You were forced into the expensive and impersonal nature of hotel stays on your travels, weren't you? That's true, Chris. But on the bright side, it paved the way for an innovative solution. Exactly, Olivia. Consequently, Airbnb was born with a unique, appealing solution. It developed a platform connecting travelers with local hosts for a more personal and price-friendly option. What a simple yet effective alternative. Did it make a significant impact? Absolutely, Jiwoo. Airbnb revolutionized the hospitality industry, providing a unique value proposition to travelers all over the world. Indeed, it's mesmerizing to witness how identifying the pain point and formulating a strategic solution can drastically shift the market trends. True, Olivia. I am curious about how Airbnb made such a compelling pitch to their investors. What were the key aspects that convinced the investors of this unique solution? An effective pitch deck hinges on a well-defined problem. Wouldn't you agree? Without a doubt, Chris. Investors need clarity on what hurdle your product or service intends to address. Drawing from my experiences, establishing a clear-cut problem statement helps us step into our audience's shoes and empathize with their needs better. Olivia, could you share how you explored defining a problem at the inception of your venture? Certainly, Jiwoo. What worked for us was narrowing down on the target audience's genuine needs and concerns. In our case, amateur photographers, initially identifying their struggles with editing and enhancement, laid the groundwork for our AI-driven photography startup. So it's safe to say that delving deeper into the issues your audience faces is a significant first step. Absolutely, Chris. Besides, having an intimate grasp of the problem increases the potential of a solution that is more attuned to your audience's needs. It gives an advantage when strategizing, designing, and implementing your solution. That's insightful, Olivia. Transparency about the problem also paves the way for demonstrating both the relevance and impact of your solution, right? Of course, Chris. It's a gradual, yet crucial progression, from finding a meaningful, relevant problem to laying the foundation for a thoughtful and solution-driven pitch deck. All right, we've talked about the importance of clearly defining the problem, right? But it's easy to undershoot or overshoot while defining it. Overlooking a well-defined problem is a persistent issue I've noticed in many startups' pitch decks. I can see how this can become an issue. For example, the first major issue is vagueness. Many pitch decks fail to articulate the problem in clear, specific, and quantifiable terms. Instead, they broadly brush the problem as something like inefficiency in business processes or declining productivity. But without specifics, it's difficult to see how exactly the startup's solution is applicable and beneficial. Hmm. I guess it's like telling that it's raining instead of telling that it's raining cats and dogs for hours which has flooded the entire street, right? One is merely stating the obvious while other gives urgency and need for an intervention, a solution in this case. And the second common mistake? The second mistake is not tying the problem closely to the targeted market. The problem might have relevance on a general scale, but if it's not a pressing issue for your specific market, the pitch won't resonate sufficiently with them. The key is to show that your solution is not only solving a problem, but is solving a problem that deeply affects your target markets. That's interesting, Jiwoo. I'm always worried about how to make my solution unique and innovative, but I see now that I should focus just as much on defining the problem accurately and precisely 
especially in a way that resonates directly with my target audience. But how can startups address and avoid these issues? So, we've identified the problem fitting to our market. But, the next step is where we demonstrate our solution, right? This isn't just about saying how our product can solve a given problem. It's about painting a vivid mental image of the solution at work. Absolutely, Chris. It's about making our solution tangible to the audience. For instance, when Airbnb demonstrated their solution, they didn't just tell that they have an online platform to rent homes. Instead, they showcased how by using their platform a traveler could live in a New Yorker's loft or an Italian's country villa, making the entire travel experience more personal and affordable. That's a great illustration, Olivia, and it underlines the significance of showing, not just telling. We've to ensure our solution demonstration is explicit, contextually relevant, and visually engaging. I completely agree, Chris. A key goal here is to make the investor experience the solution. It's not just about detailing technical aspects or highlighting standout features, but helping them understand how exactly this product or service is going to change the lives of the target audience. Right. It's all about the overall narrative. But what often makes me lose sleep is ensuring that Neural Nest's solution really stand out in the sea of innovative ideas out there. I mean, how can we confidently pitch our solution as unique and attractive? That's not an uncommon worry, Chris. I think we've all had similar thoughts at some point. But remember, uniqueness doesn't always mean reinventing the wheel. It could be about delivering a well-known solution in a groundbreaking way, or addressing a problem that's never been solved. You know, it's interesting. The solution doesn't always have to be something drastically different or never seen before. It can be about delivering a well-known solution in a groundbreaking way, or addressing a problem that hasn't been solved before. Chris, as a thought leader in the field of tech startups, how do you see the role of uniqueness in solution development? Hmm, the uniqueness factor. I think it comes hand in hand with creativeness. From my experience, true uniqueness manifests when we think creatively, decide a new route, or develop a novel approach to addressing a problem. It's a fine line, circumscribing setting yourself apart from the pack, and still remaining relevant to the problem at hand. All right. And about the attractiveness, why is it important that the solution is attractive? And how can we work to ensure this aspect? Given my design background, I believe making solutions attractive means making them user-friendly and intuitive. Think about how Apple revolutionized the smartphone industry. The iPhone wasn't the first smartphone, but it was unique in its simplicity, charm, and user-centric design. So staying attractive is about focusing not just on what the solution does, but also how it does it, and what kind of experience it provides. That's really insightful. It's about maintaining a balance between innovation and practicality. From my experience in designing tech-based solutions, a clean and appealing design has always made the solution more user-friendly and consequently more attractive. I've noticed our listeners have been sharing their problem-solution ideas across different sectors. Let's invite them to join our discussion more formally. They may provide us with a fresh perspective on the dynamism between uniqueness and attractiveness in solutions. Engineering a solution concept is only half the work. Its practical implementation seals the deal. Yet, too often, real-world application is undermined. True, Jiwoo. I'm intrigued to know how can startups ensure the practicality of their solutions. 
For one, test it out. Make a minimal viable product, MVP, or a simple prototype. Check how it performs and what the feedback is. If the solution is a platform or a process, piloting is the key. Collect as much feedback as possible and then iterate on it. So, it's essential to demonstrate that we have considered the implementation, the costs, the demographics and psychographics of our target audience, and also the potential roadblocks along the way, right? Yes, that's part of it. But equally important is to show that you've a strong plan to overcome these roadblocks. Indeed, a good implementation plan will be inclusive of the possible challenges and the contingencies to deal with them. It's like anticipating the hurdles to avoid falling, isn't it? Very apt, Chris. Let's take the instance of Airbnb. Aside from creating a platform to connect travelers and hosts, they had to consider the real-world issues like safety, legal regulations of different countries, trust building, and user experience. It's their dexterity in managing these aspects that sets them apart in their successful implementation. So, it sounds like to ensure practical implementation, we need to validate the concept, envisage potential challenges and a strategy to handle them, and finally prove the utility of our solution through pilots or prototypes. Isn't it? Rightly concluded, Olivia. Dexterity in bridging the gap between an innovative concept and its practical application indeed lays the cornerstone for a startup's effective problem-solving. As we move forward, I think it's about time we turn the spotlight on our listeners. They've been sharing some really interesting problems and related solutions with us. I've seen some really creative ideas come through. For example, one listener has highlighted the stress of urban commuting. They propose a last-mile electric scooter-sharing platform as an efficient and eco-friendly solution. That's a great insight. Considering both the environmental impact and customers' convenience is commendable. A well-articulated problem and viable solution indeed. However, it's important not to overlook the challenges, like safety and maintenance, competitors in the market, and how you plan to differentiate your service. That's right, Olivia. Here's another interesting take. A listener brought up the problem of effective management of household chores and proposed an app-based platform that allows users to outsource tasks to vetted professionals in their area. That's an engaging idea, building on the gig economy trend. It will definitely help busy professionals. It's a good example of how a solution should address the problem directly. However, it's equally important to ensure customer safety, quality of service, and scale the business model. Chris, what about we role-play an investor meeting? Our listeners pitch their problem and solution ideas while we, the investors, ask strategic and probing questions. Interesting idea, Olivia. I see a proposal about a shared workspace solution for freelancers with on-demand childcare facilities. As an investor, my questions would be, how do you ensure the safety and quality of childcare? How effectively can you scale and what's your market differentiation? This role-play segment has underscored the need for startups to answer these crucial questions in their pitch. A proper problem definition linked to an attractive solution is crucial, but potential investors are equally interested in the practicalities, the challenges, and how you plan to overcome these therein. In reflecting on problem-solution framing, I can't help but stress on simplification. Technical jargon may sound smart, but may alienate potential investors. Absolutely, Jiwoo. In my experience, less is definitely more. 
A straightforward language and visuals can make the investor feel more engaged. Elaborate designs or complex wording are unnecessary distractions. And remember, it's not just about simplification, but making it relatable. Jiwoo, you once mentioned designing solutions from a customer perspective. Can you elaborate on that? Of course, Olivia. By taking viewpoint of potential customers, you can craft a profoundly compelling narrative. This isn't about crafting a solution that we think is great. It's about identifying a problem that resonates with your market and offering a solution that meets their needs directly. And while detailing your solution, be as visual as possible. It's one thing to hear about something, but a whole other thing to see it. Utilize images, flowcharts, diagrams, anything that will add more depth to your pitch. Definitely, Chris. A good pitch captures the essence of the solution and does it in a way that's easy to grasp. It isn't an easy task, but it's crucial. And remember, it's okay to iterate, to fine-tune your framing. This process allows us to ensure that our problem-solution presentation is the best it can be. As we wrap up today's episode, let's take a moment to revisit the main themes. Sure, Olivia. Our discussion started with the crucial art of defining the problem. We explored the importance of contextualizing the problem statement and identifying a meaningful issue within your targeted market. We also discussed the importance of avoiding vague definitions and ensuring that the problem directly affects your target audience, thus creating a clear need for a solution. And from there, we transitioned to demonstrating a clear solution. We reiterated the need to align that solution with the problem defined, avoiding general statements, and instead focusing on a unique and attractive position in the market. Yes, and as intricate as it gets, we concluded that a solution needs to be innovative yet practical. It's not only about coming up with a fancy solution, but also having a feasible plan of implementation to bridge the gap between concept and the real-world application. It was also insightful discussing the importance of refining product presentation by incorporating simple yet representative visuals. We unraveled how visual aids and clear language can help us illustrate our solution more effectively. Absolutely. And let's not forget about the audience engagement element. Our interactive segment was certainly a unique part of the episode, where we role-played investor meetings and discussed listeners' inputs on problem and solution ideas. A testament to the importance of this dialogue. Yeah, it was great seeing how our listeners are applying these principles and coming up with some really creative ideas. Remember, refining your presentation is a continuous process, where our goal is to ensure that problem-solution presentation is crystal clear and investor-friendly. The lessons from this episode are key to crafting a pitch deck that grabs an investor's attention and keeps them engaged. Making your case in a concise, compelling, and visually engaging manner can give your startup the upper hand in any pitching situation. Our next episode is going to build upon this, digging deeper into closing insights that will capture investors' interests. I'm excited and looking forward to that. Thanks, everyone, and see you next time.